Welcome to Homicide, the podcast. Hi, I'm Kevin. And I'm Brandon. And you are listening to Homicide, the podcast. Yes. Homicide, the podcast is for the girls, the gays, and the theys who love true crime and hate the culture of sensationalizing murders. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. I can't even say the opening line. Sensationalizing murder. So, Brandon, what is your story about today? So, my story I titled is a story written in blood. Oh my God, that's very intense. It is. Mine is just eight to 10 years, the cost of freedom from abuse. Oh. Oh, it's very <laughs> lackluster apologies. Um, I know, mine is better than yours this time. I, know, I love but it. Brandon, we have a very special we do. guest here today. Actually, our first guest on just a regular episode of Homicide the Podcast. That's true. Um, and this human, you probably will know. Uh, we At knew. least like four point something million of you might know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but we knew him prior to his fame. And so I'm really excited to welcome Luke. Hello. Oh my God. <laughs> I could talk to you know how long. Oh my, I was just quiet. I was quiet for a long time. It's probably the longest <laughs> I've been quiet in a minute. I was like, I was like clutching yeah, the chair. Go. Like, oh my God, I got to talk. I can't shut up. Oh my God. I love that. So Luke, tell us, uh, who are you? Yes. How would people know you? Yeah. Who, um, who is Luke? <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up pretty well. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I love to empower people to dump his ass. <laughs> and I think that is what I'm mostly known for. And maybe my little giggle. <laughs> maybe the little giggle. Maybe. It just a little bit. That. I don't maybe know. That. Oh my God. I love that. It's <laughs> been fun to see. It's always fun to see people kind of go from uh, who they are and then like become this thing that yeah. other people like kind of look, I don't know, look up to and look at and, and are entertained by. Yeah. And so it's fun that, cause we met you seven years ago. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And technically you two met. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Chamber, we got right? the fun uh, task of working on a chamber board together, which yeah, we will not discuss the name of that chamber. It was a very fun time. It was. <laughs> I, it was fun, especially because I got connected to y'all. Right. I did make some good friendships from there. Yeah. You did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There was some great people. It was yeah. not a fun time, but we got through it and we're not doing we it anymore. So yeah, I just realized yeah. that that's I, I, I'm just not that's not like I'm not good at that stuff. No chamber stuff. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Here's I actually hate okay networking in general, and yeah. the reason that I hate it is I don't like being fake. I like to walk up to people and be like, "Tell me your life story." Yeah. What's tell me everything in, inside. Yeah. Uh, and but but they're like, "Oh, you're in marketing. I don't need you. Bye." Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You dick. Yeah. I, I just I'm not good at it. But I'm still a good person. I know. <laughs> like, talk to me. I know. Like, I can't, I want to have a conversation about cheese. Right. I don't know. Like, like, I don't want to, I don't know. Yeah. But then part of me is like, I, well, I really don't want to go to a place and talk to a stranger about the weather for 10 minutes and oh, then no. go to the next person and talk to the weather about the no. weather for 10 more minutes. Like, yeah, networking sure is just not I'm not fun. good at it. Yeah. And I seem like a bitch and I just don't like it. I mean, My, well, you are. Yeah, but well, you are. Thank you. Well, you are. He's like, <laughs> My you. favorite question to ask actually is, is if you could have dinner with three women. They could be dead or alive. Who would they be? Oh, I love that. Because it's like gives you good insight into who they would like. Yeah. Okay, we should all answer this question. <gasps> Brandon, oh. you first. Okay. I'm really bad at thinking on the spot. I'm really bad Pardon at thinking. Pardon me wants to say like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just like, period. I'm really bad at thinking. There's not much going on up here. <laughs> I mean, the, the first person that comes to mind is Whoopi Goldberg. Just because mm. I fucking love her. And uh-huh. I think it would be fun to like smoke yeah. a joint and hang out with her. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Okay, there's one. You have three. I know. Let's. 
We'll go round robin like okay. one at a time. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, Michelle Obama. Um, oh, yeah. Princess Diana. <gasps> that was going mm. to be my next one. I literally just thought, I would love to know what happened. I know. I, love I just want to like, talk to her and be like, what's up, girl? I, right? God, Princess Di. Oh. <laughs> okay. My well, brain's going blank. You have to go next. Women. Like, Women. History. History. Current. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one of yeah, I would do RBG. One. Okay, um, why am I going? Okay, Viola Davis. <gasps> Ooh. I love Viola Davis. I do too. Ooh. Yeah, so that would be second. Um, Lady Gaga. Oh, mm. yes. I know, I know. No, girl, uh-uh. <clears throat> I just, <clears throat> she's so, I don't know, I just love her. I feel like we'd be besties. You actually would be besties. Right? I know, I feel like it'd be Love me. <laughs> Love me. Be my friend. Be my friend. That's fine. It's Did fine. you see that video of her? Um, I think she was at the Globes. I don't know where she was. It was an award show. And there was like a, a camera guy that like fell. And she went to go like pick him up. And everything. It was, was really so sweet. Uh, so sweet. Okay. Who else? Yeah. Who else? Number three. Okay. So when I thought of my number three, I thought of three and four. Because I just thought of the movie we just watched with both of these humans, and okay. I loved it, and I think it would be fun to be in the space with them. Okay. Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Oh, my God. Because we just rewatched uh, that one where they're like superheroes, which yes. is a really oh, fun it's so movie. Oh, it's so funny. It's such a good movie. <laughs> it's it's good, such a good, yeah. We just rewatched it, and I was just thinking, like, they would be fun to just, like, be in a room with. Yeah. Because part of what I think about is Kevin being an actor in his acting career and, like, who it would be fun for him to act with that I could benefit from. Because, oh, you know, I it's about me from. sometimes. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> and I'm like, and every time we're watching something, I'm like, it'd be so cool if you could act with them. <laughs> I will one day. You will. Um, I love that. Okay, so that was three and four. So now do I have to do three and four? Well, we the limit was three. I just, okay. I just did extra um, credit. I'll do three and four <laughs> as well. Oh uh, Jackie O. Oh, okay. Love. I want to talk to her as well. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I just Thank hit you <laughs> with my headphones. <laughs> and then what would be number four? Honestly, it would probably be Ellen Pompeo. Mm. <gasps> oh. I know. Ooh, but I... what about Shonda Rhimes, too? Like on the <gasps> other side of that world? I feel like anybody involved in Grey's Anatomy. Like Catherine Heigl. I would oh, love yeah. to be oh, Catherine yeah. Heigl's friend. Like, I just think she is badass and uh, whatever. But, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um... <laughs> The name I was just had just had in my head went away. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna have to think of a backup now because I'm like, um, oh, uh, Anna Nicole Smith. <gasps> oh yeah. I just want to like, you know, you we know. should go to the to the um, Hard Rock and yeah, and do a little seance in South Florida. She can like, join yeah, <laughs> she probably yeah, she probably would. She'd I know. Could like, we be like, hey. hi? Can we book the room? Anna Nicole Smith passed away in, please. Exactly. <laughs> that could be a. Interesting little yeah. seance. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> like don't mind the ghosts. <laughs> um, okay. So Luke, tell yeah. us real quick, uh, just a little bit about your life since you've become, you know, uh, a little bit famous. So uh -huh. how's life now? Um, it's my life is so different in certain <laughs> ways and the same in a bunch of other ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, it's, TikTok is just such a weird <laughs> world because it goes from like zero to 100. Yeah. And you really never know what's going to take off. Yeah. And it's always the ones that you think like aren't. aren't. <laughs> and you're like, should I post this? You post it. And then it's like, it just blows up. And you're like, yep. what? What? <laughs> like, what is wrong with really? people? And then I'm like, mm, I should ask it about myself too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I do. I do. But um, my life has just been, it's been good. It's been, I mean, my life has 
changed drastically, especially yeah. in the past year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just been a good learning experience, you know. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me is just trying to remain like I, it's hard, like just be be, be myself, yeah, not sure. overthinking. Yeah. Because that's the best part about Isn't that. It, such, is so, such human nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Overthink. Overthink. Yeah. Um, I do think that it's cool, and I want to give you some accolades for the raw emotion that you've shown and the reason that i do is because it's so relatable to people and it's the one thing that they hide yeah yeah so i think that you doing that um has probably inspired so many people thank you right you know it's funny because the first i had a video recorded after me and my ex had broken up and i was like am i gonna post this online because i was crying (laughs) and i was like a blood like i was a mess and i was like just basically pouring my heart out giving my thoughts about what like what just what, what was happening and i was like and I sat on it for like a few weeks and then I was like, no, I'm just going to post it. Yeah. And like, yeah. whatever. Because you know what? I couldn't find anybody online to relate to about it. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, but that's like, awesome that you support. thought of that and you were like, let me do this and tell my story. Well, and I think yeah. that even for people who have like known you, we hadn't talked in a hot minute, but yeah. um, I text you. Yeah. If you remember. Yeah. yeah. When you did that, because I was like, that was, first off, I didn't know yeah. that you were kind of going through that. But also I was like, that was so raw and so relatable. And I want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, it was but very sweet. Yeah, so it, that's kind of like this. I don't know the, those moments of like uh, you have a lot of humor, but with humor also comes these real things. Yeah, so I just think it's amazing that you did that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. How did people react to that in general? So good. Like, yeah. I like I just got goosebumps actually because I the messages I got I was like oh my god I was looking for support for me mm-hmm. yeah and I got more than I could have ever dreamed of. Yeah, that's know? awesome. And it's like, that. oh, and it, made me, it just made me feel like good. Like, yeah, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not alone here. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, and then when you, okay, your first TikTok video that blew up, oh, yeah. what did that feel like? Right, that was, that was going to be one of my next questions. That was so <laughs> strange. So I was moving. We, Me and my ex were moving from our house, like one house to mm-hmm. an apartment in downtown St. Pete. Yeah. So like Tampa, and we were moving to St. Which is the house that we went, because we went and swam. Yes, and all exactly. That, yeah, yeah, that house. So we were moving from there. We had movers like taking all the stuff. I was in my office with my dog. She's scared of the wind. So I had her in my office. She was shaking. I was sitting on the floor. And I had a friend call me and uh, talking about her terrible boyfriend again. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, girl, same song, same dance. I'm right. like, different day. She says the same thing. Oh, my God, he's so mean. Just all this stuff. And I was like, I love you to death, but you need to dump his ass and move on. And if you get back with him, mm-hmm. don't call me. Like, I'm over it. I, I love you. <laughs> okay, I love you that. I, I, I love that too. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't want to, I, I can't do this anymore. I said, I'm exhausted. I can't even imagine how exhausted you are. Yeah. Enough is enough. So if you do get back with him, happy, I want you to be happy, but don't call me. Like, yeah. Leave me alone. Like, Thank like, you. I'll, yeah. we like can, enough. We can not, don't call me about that. Like, we can do everything. Sure. I don't yeah. want to hear about sure. it. Yeah. Because you complain, like, seven times. Like, yeah. Well, because you have a, you, you actually can control the situation. Yeah. Choice. Yeah. 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 So, and can get. A little exhausting to be like, girl, we've done this. We've talked about this. You've I'm been like, through it's this. The same thing. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, oh my god. So then after that, I got. I, I was just on TikTok. I was with my like, on the floor with my dog, and I was like, if he's doing this, dump his ass. If he's doing this, dump his <laughs> ass. And then I posted it, <clears throat> and my movers were like, oh, we're done. Um, uh, I was like, okay, so get all the stuff. <laughs> go to my new place. They're on. They move all the boxes in the apartment. The apartment's full of stuff. I sit on the couch. It's probably like eight hours later, and I'm like, <laughs> like open up. TikTok. I'm like, I guess I'll scroll on TikTok <laughs> and uh, instead of unpacking. And it was like, 
20,000 followers. I was like, what? Whoa. What's going on? And oh I was like, gosh. I know. And I was like, what? And it was like a million views on this video. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, was like, like, oh. I was like, panicking. I'm like, <laughs> I closed it. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I know. And I was like reading comments. And I'm like, oh, God. I closed it. And then I, I was like, this is crazy. And, and you're like, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. So then I'm like, I'm, I was so tired. I was like, I'm going to just go to bed. And I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I'll, I'll deal with this in the morning. And I woke up and I had like, 50,000 followers. Oh my, and I was insane. like, oh my God. From one video? Yeah. That's insane. And like, that's what Jesus. like started. And so then I was like, oh my gosh. So then it just kind of, I just started building it out it's from there. From there. So yeah, how did it feel when you saw Selena Gomez in Taylor Swift? Oh my God. Yeah. They used that sound. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, my bestie. <laughs> yeah. They, I woke up and that day and I had like text, 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 text and messages. And, and I, I mean, I don't get like, I don't wake up to like hundreds of text yeah, messages sure, a day. Sure. Like, yeah. And so I was like, what the hell is going on? Happening? I'm like, who, like, who died? Who died? died? <laughs> That's literally what I was like. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, and then I'm like, but why is like a random person that I haven't talked to in like three years texting me? Like, I was like, who they didn't know that would die? Anyways. So then I'm looking and it's like E! News. Like I'm getting this like, like a link to E! News, like mm. talking about how Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift used this sound before they went on SNL. And it was like my sound. And I was like, what? And then I go on my... TikTok and people are blown like Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, use your sound. And I was like, oh, oh, oh my God. And um, that one, that like, I had like, at that point, I had like probably a little over a million followers. And I gained over a span of like a month, like a half a million followers. Jesus. Holy shit. From that alone. That is so yeah. insane. I mean, that, that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. They're just there following alone. And yeah. Their fan base is just yeah. So and it was like, large. and that's kind of what pivoted. I mean, not pivoted, but like, because I, I always did bestie content, yeah. But like that, like that was like, oh, okay. Like this is actually a part, yeah, of me, yeah. too. Like as like a, like you know, being kind of like an online bestie, and yeah. that's honestly been like that was like when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my god, I want to be a bestie. People that feel like they don't have a bestie. I and like you I know, love that phrase, online bestie. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I think that they're you know, especially in the the way that uh, the internet's gone, and certainly relationships online, yeah, <clears throat> you have a huge impact on people. Beyond what you probably even know, which is which is incredible. No, and it's and it's fun being on like this side of it for us when we're like we'll be randomly talking to people and someone will be like, "Hey, have you seen this guy on TikTok?" And we're like, "Yes, (laughs) we have." It's so funny too. There's even this this guy that I really used to be my really good friend in in high school, and uh, he was in our wedding and everything, and it's just not a good human. Uh, You tried to break us up, but um, oh yeah, the same man uh, was in our wedding party. And after our wedding, went to everybody that was at the bar that they went to afterwards and told them that we never should have gotten married and that we wouldn't last yeah, and all of this other stuff. So, Horrible, dude. Tommy, but, if you hear this, go fuck yourself. It's 12 years later. <laughs> I don't care. I'll call a bitch out. <laughs> I was, I was He's a piece to. of shit. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I will get aggressive. Anyway. Oh, uh, his name is Tommy. I won't say his last name. You can figure that out. <laughs> okay. It's a very popular name. It is a very popular name. Um, Anyway, he's he's super shitty, but he um, shared one of your videos and um, did like a like your sound and video. I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, and then like said something in in line with like he wanted to be to me, and I was like, oh lord. Uh, And and it had like just popped up on Kevin's TikTok. So we're like, this is weird. It's like our two different lives of ours, like combining (laughs) on on TikTok. We're like, this is very strange. But even our niece who you met uh, when we were at the bar the other night, she, um, yeah, she was like, I love this guy. And I'm like, 
we know him. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, what? And I'm like, yes. oh, Lord. It's just funny. Though. I'm like, like, yeah, I remember the day that I met you and we were leaving wherever we were and I saw your by Felicia. Oh, yeah. Uh, my license plate yeah. tag. And I was like, oh, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember you telling you, uh, yeah, you were like, there's this really cool guy, Luke. And Luke, the name Luke was my, my ex was named Luke. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, I hate him already. And then, I, <laughs> and then I met you and I was like, oh, he changed that. <laughs> yeah. so that narrative's gone, uh, which was awesome. So I love that. Oh, I love that. And I love that you're here. So uh, obviously we're a true crime podcast. So what do you feel about murder? <laughs> Obviously, I love it. It's just, <laughs> I know, like, what a well, weird. I know, so like, I how do I answer this? Like, <laughs> um, it's terrible. It is. It it's is terrible. Something I would not suggest people to do. Yeah, <laughs> completely agree. And yeah, um, I would assume all of us would like to not get murdered. No. So I didn't. I guess I should have framed that question differently. Probably. And do you like true crime as a form of entertainment, like? Stories on Dateline or, or yes, I love like, like I watched okay. Snapped. Oh yeah, Ooh, Snapped that's a good one. Yeah. I know it's because it's like because mm. mm. I'm not saying that anyone ever deserves it, mm. but mm, mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. Sometimes you get that like where you're like uh, I get it. Where you're like like you're like I, where you're like um mm. yeah maybe they did deserve they should not be around mm. to hurt other people. That's yeah. exactly anymore. what I, yeah, and I'm like. No, I don't like. I don't. I'm not trying to say like murders, okay. But also, mm, yeah, I'm not yeah. upset. <laughs> yes, like I yes. don't know. Like, <laughs> like today, I'm not upset that, that this, this person, person is was not murdered. Here. The same with mine. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. If you spend your life abusing people, um, yeah, like those people. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna shed a tear over that. No, know. like you're kind of asking for it at that. Yeah, point. yeah. Yeah, we always like to say that uh, murder is not funny, but we are. So. We yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah. And you're the funniest. And so, oh, yeah, in today's episode, we really wanted to gear towards Luke's kind of yeah. jam persona. So what's, yeah. did we even say, we, we did. didn't so We didn't say the name of the I episode. I didn't, but I'm going to have Luke read it because oh my God, um, oh my God, it's going to be funny. So okay. it's right at the top that says episode, I think, 13. So tell us the name. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid murder. Just dump his ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So that's the name of the. the I episode. love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Kevin, yeah. it's your turn to go uh, first yeah, this so week. I'm going to read my story, and then Brandon will go, and uh, we'll just kind of all talk about it and react. And mine's not as intense, but I do want to share it because this uh, this particular woman is actually still in prison, so um, and shouldn't be. So I want to. Oh. I mean, I yeah. think with stories about women killing their abusers, I feel like it's hard for me to think that they should be in prison i agree I to a agree. degree yeah i would so, agree so all right well let's dive right in let's do it here we go um okay so friends my episode um i didn't title this week okay that's I a big thing for kevin title it he titles them I know. like Every that's episode. like your like your bread and butter it's like my yeah food. what you're known for yeah. on this podcast <laughs> great so i'm like um, kind of excited that mine's Yours like you win, better. you win. <laughs> Did you just say that mine for is once, better? Once in 13 episodes. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I have not named it, um, but that's okay. Maybe we can come up with one. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, so let me give you the, like, the premise. Um, woman is abused. Woman is murdered. Woman is 80 years old when she... Warm, woman was murdered? Oh, no. I'm like, I'm like oh. Let me reverse. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Reverse, reverse. Okay. Uh, this is a bad premise. 
I know. I was like, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, I, don't like, I don't like this. Abuse and then murder. I know. Done. <laughs> Full stop. How about I? So I know the premise a little bit. How about it's never too old to kill your abuser? It's never too old. It's or never, never too old. You're never too old okay. to kill your abuser. You're never too old to kill your abuser. I just didn't say that right. To kill your abuser. Okay. But premise real quick. Um, woman is abused all her life. She's 80. She kills her abuser. Yeah. Now she's in prison and kind of shouldn't <gasps> be. So what would you say? At 80? Title. That was good. What yeah. would you? Yeah, at 80, I know. Um, oh, my God. I see I'm bad at coming. I don't know why I suggested this because I'm really bad at coming up with titles on the spot. I know, right? You know what came to my mind was 80, <laughs> um, 80 flirty and thriving, but, 80. but she's not because she's in prison. So... That's not, that doesn't oh work. I know. It's this poor woman. Ugh. Anyway, okay. 80. Which, how'd she. Okay, we're going to get into how she killed her. <laughs> yeah. Maybe let's do it after how uh, yeah. after her because I then can, I'll, I'll give you. So pew, pew, pew. Yeah. That's how she Okay. Her. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at first I didn't click. Pew, pew, I was like, <laughs> why did you just randomly do like pew, pew, pew guns? So I was like, are you, <laughs> is that like, are you okay? <laughs> my, my, my improv teacher's going to be pissed because I did a pew, pew, pew instead of like holding an actual, you know, like. Yeah. Pew. Just literally, just you hold a gun like this. I don't hold guns, so I don't. I don't. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't even like doing the finger thing. I know. Like this. Like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like, is it two fingers on the trigger? I think that's too fat. No, no. I think the hole is not big. Okay. We need to fit in the hole. Yeah. All of the Trump loving Republicans that are listening to us right now are like. God, these homos don't even know how to hold a I gun. I know. Also, they're not listening. To I, I know. That's also, the point. Well, also, like, I, I hope they know this. Also. So when I'm like, they're like, we don't want him drafted. <laughs> <laughs> like, they look at me and I'm like, oh, oh, what is this? Like, please, please, please stay home. Yeah, <laughs> like, please just don't. Like, you're gonna. Or there's just like a, a, a fucking army of, of queer people, and, and they're just gonna be like, oh my god. They're gonna, they're gonna indoctrinate us. Let's well, go. I know. Yeah, we'll like, hurry, run. Yeah. run away. They're gonna make us home. Right. And we're all like finger snapping down to them. <laughs> like West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> With Charlie's Angels poses once we get there. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, <laughs> my Lord. Okay, wait. I do have a question for you yeah. because we um, went to the doctor recently. Okay. And we had to swab our own anus. Have you heard Oh, my God. That? I did. Uh, <laughs> Is this new? I don't. Oh, okay, you want to? Yes. Um, for me, I was like, <laughs> same. Because it was like a giant Q, 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 Q. I said Q tip, like Q, like gay. Let's do that. Okay. Technically, it's going in your. And I was like, okay. So I'm like, is it? Like, how far do I put it up? Exactly. What I thought. And then it had like a thing where it's like it'll break. Like you break it off in this thing. Right. Imagine if you actually broke it off. The whole time I'm like sticking it on my butt. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna break off into my ass, and then I'm gonna have to like fish it out, fish it out, or be like, can somebody help get it out of my hole? Excuse me, I need some help. Help me get it out of my hole. I failed the assignment. I know. was like, I was like panicking the whole time. But yes. Yeah. Yeah, very awkward. It worked. It was interesting because they, I didn't have to do it again. But <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I was negative. But I had to do it every be, three months. Every three months. Yeah. From for my because well, I get a panel done every. Three yeah. Months. Well, that's probably really smart. It's super smart. Um, I hadn't gotten anything done in seven years, but I'm also married. I, you know, yeah. I see, like done anything. <laughs> yeah. Not same anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> but that kind of is fun. To explore again. Oh, anyway. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough. 
Ooh, right. And I, I love that you're like delving into it on your TikTok as well a little bit. <gasps> I know. And every That's time, nice. like, Kevin and I are like, oh my God. I know. Oh, another husband, if you want. Yeah. Like, juicy. Oh, the one that you were, when you just got your hair done and you were, you chose to eat and stay at home instead, instead of. Instead of getting railed. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I still regret that. <laughs> <laughs> I very much still regret that. But he lives in New York. <gasps> I guess he's going to New York. Um, hi. <laughs> Please let me know how that goes. Right. I will, I will. We'll have a recap episode. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Like, and if, you ever need a, and if we're not there and you need a place to stay, you're more than welcome to stay at our apartment. Oh, okay. By the way. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's on the Upper West Side. Yeah. You're fabulous. It is. Um, okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Maybe we just dove into... Well, it was only like a minute. Okay. <laughs> so, title pending. Uh, mm, TBD. Okay. Guys, this is actually more of a recent thing. So, it was August 20th of 2020. Which we all remember 2020, yeah. just like five months into the goddamn pandemic. Yeah, where a lot of um, abuse started to happen to women more in general. Yeah. yeah, more. Um, and this, uh, so <clears throat> August 20th, 2020, and a call comes into the police station in McCook, Nebraska. Mm. Which have you guys been in Nebraska? Uh, yeah, I mean, driven through it. Uh, That's really all you, yeah. I feel I've like. Driven around it. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nebraska's an interesting state, but um, I grew up in Colorado, so, you know. Okay. But anyway. Um, on the phone was a 79-year-old woman calling in to report a disturbance that needed police's attention. So when the police arrived at 807 East 3rd Street in McCook, uh, they discovered a 79-year-old woman sitting in her chair in the living room and a deceased 78-year-old man lying in bed with a gunshot wound to his chest. So this is the story of Lavetta Langdon, a kind and gentle mother of four who experienced over 30 years of abuse at the hands of her husband. So it's pretty interesting. Now I could not find like a ton of information. And it's interesting too, because like these, these bigger murders that get featured on, on television shows and all that kind of stuff typically, or older ones will have a lot more juice. This one, there's a lot of like statements from her kids, which I think was really compelling. Well, that's kind of interesting to hear too. Yeah. So instead of starting with like the juice, I'm going to start with the murder because it's actually kind of simple in general. But so on August 20th of 2020, Larry, his name's Larry, Larry and Mm -hmm. Lavetta had an argument about money and Larry uh, Larry, uh, struck Lavetta in the face. (gasps) Oh my God. So uh, Lavetta had previously warned Larry that if he hit her again, she'd kill him. So after Larry hit her, she considered murdering him for 30 minutes and then he went to bed and she went and grabbed a gun uh, that he literally had just taught her to use three days before uh, and walked into the room where he was sleeping and shot him twice in the chest. Hmm. Hmm. So I get it. She then, <laughs> right. She then walked into another room, sat in a chair and called the police. And oh um, the murder was actually all captured on the home security video, oh. which I think is interesting. Oh, and <laughs> um, uh, Lavetta was taken into custody without incident, like same day. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if she's calling in and she's owning up I, to it, I mean, what else yeah. are they going to do? I just I got goosebumps because it's like he he spent about 30 years. It was yeah. actually technically, so there, there were reports that said 30 and 50. Um, but well, they're, they're with their age, yeah. 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 married in 1960. So yeah, yeah, over 50 years technically of, uh, of abuse. And the abuse, it doesn't go, stuff didn't go too, too into it. But I do want to share some of the stuff that her daughters are saying. And this is an important case because it is active right now. Yeah. Um, which I'll explain a little bit too. So also spreading a little bit of awareness for this, but her, she had four daughters um, named Lynn Kinney, Laura Walter, Linda Carlson, and Leanne Rumlin. Um, so that day they were all notified of their father's death. And these are the things that they said. So Lynn um, Kinney 
uh, is quoted as saying, at first I was in shock. I honestly thought it would be the other way around with the detectives telling me my mom oh, was yeah, gone and it was at the hand of my father. Uh-huh. And then, um, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that to me, that's really powerful in the sense that the kids obviously have seen yeah. a lot that happened mm-hmm. in the last mm-hmm. 50 plus years. Uh, and then she also said, uh, that her mom did her best coping and dealing with the abuse. Uh, and that her dad controlled everything and he used his kids as pawns. Um, So then another daughter, Laura uh, Walter, uh, was quoted as saying, when the incident occurred, mom took control of the situation and shot him. I remember being relieved and then worried. What if he wasn't dead? What what could he do to her? Kind of thing. And then she said, my father controlled every part of her life, including her finances. She never went shopping or to the doctor by herself. She never had the opportunity to get help because he was always with her. So she said there were times law enforcement got involved and she recalls when I was younger, my older sister called the police and they did come. My father met them outside and I saw them talking and laughing after they left. <laughs> he came in of and course started, he did. I know, started beating my sister When my oh. mom tried to stop it. He started beating her. Um, and I so mean, she says, when you see ooh. that you learn what makes him angry and you learn not to upset him. See, that's bullshit. And I feel like this is something that we've talked about on the podcast before where when cops do stuff like that, they're dismissing everything that's happening. So if you're going, if you're getting called to an abuser's house or alleged ab- abuse, going, talking to the person who is the issue, is the joking, the laughing abuser, with them, yeah. seeing them as another man, all you're seeing is the man. And I'm sure he was probably talking to them saying that he was keeping everybody in order and this kind of bullshit. And they're like, it's Nebraska. Well, it, they're all like, oh, time, well, beach or woman. Good like, boys sure. club. Yeah. And these are all gross. older. The, her daughters are older. I mean, she's 80. So, yeah. and actually oh. at this point, what, 83 probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're all probably in their 40s, 50s. So they grew up before. And at that time, no, I mean yeah. it was a man's man, you know, mm-hmm. world, and and so these cops they didn't go inside, they did nothing. Wow. So did another, they even talk to any of them? No, or just him? None of the kids. No, no one. So um, there, are, another daughter, Linda Carlson, is quoted as saying, um, "We had to be perfect in every way. It was awful. I still have nightmares. My dad beat my mom for reasons like me playing basketball badly. Um, I would get it. My sisters would get it. It was the never-ending story with him. And then she said, my dad threatened to kill my mom many times." One of those times he told her that she had five minutes to get all of her stuff or he would kill her. She came to my place and I talked to my sister in Atlanta to send her there. I thought she was going to be safe. Somehow he found out where she was and got her back. Now here we are. So interesting stuff. So a little bit of like history. So I wanted to say the murder first and a couple of that kind of of things. Because again, there's not like a ton of juice in general that's shared. Um, But there is one thing that I was like, wow. Uh, and that was the abuse. So his name was Larry Langdon. <clears throat> Her name was Lavetta. So in one situation of abuse uh, that Lavetta had shared, uh, which was supported by her daughters, was that Lavetta said Larry forced her to undress and eat dog food in front of their four daughters. What the actual fuck? Right? I'm like, hmm. Um, so they, uh, she had been but, undergoing torture, they yeah. say. It's yeah. just so fucking awful. Well, this is yeah. like... Uh, Oh, this makes me so like I'm 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 actually very angry right yeah. now because yeah. like she and you know what the saddest part about this in my mind is and she's in prison right now mm-hmm. and this is probably the most peace she's had in a very long time. One hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. And it's yeah. like, but she's in prison. Like, yeah, it's like but she's in prison. And yeah, the most like peace she's ever like. Yeah. And that makes me like sad. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's it, 
this is why there was also that case. I can't remember uh, the, the woman's name, but she had a cute, she killed her abuser when she was 16 yeah. and she's still serving mm-hmm. that is right now. Um, and he was wild. actively abusing her when she killed him. Yeah. So it's, it's like, there's this one. It's hard because when you are in a relationship and you're being abused, the abuser tries to do as much as they can to belittle you and make you feel like shit, mm-hmm. to make you feel like you can't go anywhere. Yep. But then does those little things here and there that makes you feel really good that you're like, oh, he'll get better. Oh, yeah. he'll do better. It's oh, he's it's okay. Yeah. It's okay that he just made me eat this because he he uh, just did this one nice thing for me. Yeah. And they make you feel like you can't leave and that you have to stay in this cycle. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. sad for her that she didn't, wasn't able to break free from that before well, and, here's and break free from it in a place where she didn't have to do anything like murder. But again, it's where it's that line of, but he kind of fucking deserves it. He 100%. He deserves it. <laughs> like, he deserves it. Okay. Like, like kind of, I'm going to say, fuck you, Larry. I yeah. know. Now, now I'm like every Larry. I'm gonna be <laughs> I know. Like, Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, I don't like Larrys anymore. Sorry, Larry. I'm not sorry, though. But if your name is Larry, then yeah. we're good. Yeah. If you're a Larry. Okay. If you're a Larry. You got to get the little hands. Yeah. If you're a Larry. If you're a Larry, that's okay. If you're Larry. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, fuck you. I'm like, yeah. that. Like, and it's sad, too, because women have always had to deal with men and and take the, take the brunt for yeah. men's actions yeah and this is just another example of that yeah she had to endure all of this she got out she was that i mean that's in my mind that the only way that it it would stop i feel like at that point is him being dead yeah so like oh absolutely like what else is she supposed to do i don't understand yeah and she endured it for that long and she's i mean technically 80 i mean yeah you can live significantly you know longer than that but that's end of life yeah. for a lot yeah. of people. So and, and you know, you know, people people will be like, "Well, she could have gone to the police." Yeah, well, look how that happened. She, she that happened so, before at one point, yeah. right? And she and did. She yeah. did. Yeah. Yes, and that that's the okay. So here's the thing. So, um, kind of back to the abuse, and I'll jump to that too. But so, mom and kids were had beatings regularly. So all <sighs> four of her girls and her, the kids remember the sound of the belt. And her mom screaming. It's so traumatizing. Um, I know. They said that their mom would hide bruises, uh, but eventually she'd go to work with black eyes and chunks of hair missing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is really, like... I know. Like, that's really a lot dark. to, like, rip someone's hair out. I know. That's a, that's a lot of force. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like a person like that doesn't need to be alive. No. No. Like, the, like he... Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so the girls would hear him at night beating the shit out of their mom, um, but they were so afraid of him that they couldn't do anything. So he also uh, threatened to kill Levetta in front of the girls. They remember being scared all the time. Um, and then they're saying that their dad already gave her a life sentence with the abuse that she 100%. Endured. Yeah. And if you hear hammering in the background, there's something going on outside. Yeah, that's really annoying. I was, I've was, i been like trying to be like, what the fuck? No, I thought it was a dog barking at first. I I'm did like, too. No, that's a hammer. Um, <laughs> Who's hammering it in the back of your building? <laughs> that's a great question. Um, <laughs> there's always something happening. Uh, something. So um, I think that <laughs> it's... Very valuable. Okay, so I think that the daughters describing all this stuff is really valuable because there's so much truth. I think that comes from their experience as witnesses to this. Um, So the daughters actually describe him as a monster. That sorry, I'm not. I don't mean to. I looked at him because I keep looking at hammer. I know. Is it hammer? I don't know. It stopped. Okay, fine. All right. So (laughs) daughters describe. No, you're. (laughs) 
There it is. There it is again. <laughs> it's, uh, I know it's a man being annoying. It is I a man. I just know it's a fucking man back there, like, yeah. hammering some shit that he shouldn't fucking touch. <laughs> and then like, it's like, go yeah. away. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do like, the, 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 I spent like, Sunday morning. Of course, he's Jesus fucking annoying. Like, yeah. we're trying to do <laughs> gay shit here. Right. Yeah, and we're fun. trying to, like, talk about a serious topic. And then we have this guy in the fucking background right. being no. annoying. Like, like, shouldn't he be at church? <laughs> Isn't it Lord's Day? What's today? Oh, it's Sunday. It is Sunday. It's Jesus' day. I thought you said something else. What did you think I said? Jesus, Jizz. Oh, Jizz. Jizz. <gasps> I love that more. <laughs> I just say Jesus. I was like, "What is Jizz Day?" I'm like, "Oh, Jesus." Jizz was like, Day. <laughs> "What a gay term, Jesus." Have you ever heard of? Okay, there is this macaroni called Jesus, which are like little macaroni Jesuses. No cheese called Jesus. I actually was gonna make it as a gag gift, and then I looked it up. and I'm like, "Oh, it's already been made." Yeah, <laughs> we thought we, we were like, cleansing, and we weren't. Like, it was so smart. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so daughters describe him as a monster, um, okay. that he was born with evil and embraced it, which I think is a powerful statement. Um, and at one, so there, there were calling memories. One remembers going outside and playing in her sandbox and hearing her mom crying. Oh so she went inside to see what was going on, but immediately was spanked by her dad and sent back out. And then another remembers um, very few days that there wasn't violence in their home. Could you imagine? No. Like, just... So they also said vacations, which are supposed to be a relaxing time, are sure. also really bad. Um, they remember once going to the zoo, and Larry had one of the younger sisters on his shoulders and was looking at the hippos. Um, and then he took that sister off his shoulders, hung her over the railing, while the other sisters cried and screamed and were scared. He thought it was hilarious. Of course he did. They all fucking do. Yeah. So they, oh they're what? like, he had a real sick humor, and he had he found a lot of joy in their trauma. It's like, that's not funny. No, uh, no and that's like sickening. Yeah. Like these children, I'm sure, are traumatized from all of this. And 100%. I really hope that they have been able to work through a lot of this because I'm sure their mistrust in men is very high. Uh, absolutely. Due to yeah. well the warranted. fact that their father was just a piece of shit. Yeah. Well warranted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, they said that he was really good at knowing the best way to torture people, uh, which is horrible. Um, so, he abused all the kids, none of them were immune to his wrath and anger. There was another incident where they were on their way to a basketball game and another sister um, of, of one of the other sisters and he was irritated with them being loud in the car. So he pulls the car over, grabs one of the girls out, pulling her out of the car and then threw her up against the car. Fortunately, another car drove by and started yelling at him. Good. Good, Good so for them. He stopped, threw her back in the car and drove off. Um, and so the teachers weren't typically aware in general um, until... One of the sisters went to school with a mark, uh, and people started to start know something because they started slowly slowing up with shit. So their dad was big into sports, um, and if any of the girls didn't play well, um, it did not go well for them at home. So uh, he gave one of the sisters a black eye. She went to school, and the teacher was like, okay. Enough. Um, so that sister, Linda, uh, was taken from the home, but it was only her. What? And I have experience with this because when I was in when I was younger, I went through a severe abuse and I went to foster care, um, which is why I ended up getting adopted. Uh, they only took my older sister out and left us two just got because the abuse yeah. is only happening to one. Yeah, like, like why? why? That makes absolutely no sense. I think that they they go through this period of like, do I believe the child and do I test it out and whatever? But instead of so like they removed that one, and then they just kind of leave the other one there. Is yeah, like to, to deal test, with more, like a pawn. I don't, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. And, and it's interesting too because I, when I left and went to foster home, I was probably four, 
between four and six, I don't really remember. Um, I went to foster care and my sisters, well, older sister Cassie went, my two sis, my sister Kimberly and I went, and then I was separated to an all boys like orphanage and then they were sent back to the home. Where they were being abused. Yeah. And then they went back and then like my mom lost her rights and my dad signed him away and all the shit. Uh, but it was our stepdad that she had married and we lived in a, um, a home, my biological mom's deaf. And so the guy that she married, Michael, was also deaf. And so we lived in like this deaf home, yeah. um, which is interesting. And so oftentimes, um, I don't know what it was, but the, the sexual trauma, there was just a lot that was kind of in there. Yeah. And they should have never went back. But, yeah. so I get, but it's interesting that like they took one out. But here's what's interesting about these guys, too, is that when Linda was taken from the home, she was the only one that was taken. And she was only gone for a short time and brought back. She brought, like, <laughs> isn't that crazy? What, like, they, so can people not be held accountable for, I'm, like, curious about this. I don't know. I, th- I feel like there's an, uh, a level of rehabilitation, right, that they allow for parents, which I do think is fair. To a degree. However, yeah. It depends on the case, I think. It does. Like, and you're not, you're not rehabilitated, abuse. you know, probably within a month. Yeah, and that guy's, I think, I mean. Yeah. the sound of it he was way past that yeah did they know that no but probably they not. should have done more yeah. investigation and, and what this was maybe in this probably yeah, 70s. This, which is six, yeah yeah you know which okay. is like a you know now i'm sure it's different i would hope it's different but hope, yeah. um even i was in that one in the early 90s so yeah. you know and it wasn't that different um then and i'm not sure it is as much now because the yeah interesting so anyway um now on their mom lavetta so She's actually described as such a layering, uh, layering, what the fuck? Such a caring. Um, <laughs> We're thinking about Larry. I know. We don't like you, Larry. Yeah, Larry. Um, fuck you. So anyway, um, Lavetta. So described as a very caring um, uh, individual and that she would do anything for her girl. She was really funny and smart, loving, uh, just a really kind human. Um, and she would act as the buffer between him and the girls. Mm-hmm. And so obviously as as that, she would get yeah. a lot of abuse yeah. um, and, and would try to- Which is so sad, but I feel like if I was in her place, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she actually, uh, they, they actually say she actually really loved and cared for Larry. Like she loved him deeply. Um, so her killing him, like that was really never an option, but obviously by the time she was there, um, that was kind of the only option. And so leaving their dad. so. She tried to find ways to escape the situation, but her resources were obviously limited because he controlled everything. Mm-hmm. She didn't have money. So her daughters reached out to the police um, several times, but no one would help in general. So wow. Lavetta said that she did reach out to law enforcement multiple times throughout the years, but they did not help her. At one time, she divorced Larry oh. and fled to Georgia, which remember that daughter was like, let's get you to Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was that. So her daughter said that they feared that he would find her and kill her. He ended up finding her. And that was why she was with him again. So during one incident, she called the police and they came, but they never walked to the front door. Um, Larry met them at the front step and told them everything was fine. And they turned around and left. So multiple situations of them not even going inside oh, the system and talking to the people who are reporting. Failing. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like multiple times failing. Yeah. So the arrest and the trial. So obviously she was arrested that day. So trial happened, all this kind of stuff. She actually took a plea agreement um, for involuntary manslaughter so that she would have a low 
amount of years that you know that she would get. Really? Yeah. So uh, the prosecution asked for eight to twelve years. <laughs> that uh, is almost what she got. So her daughters uh, have said that they felt the monster was gone now, but now that their mom has to pay the price. Yeah. Um, in general. So they also say that um, it was all self-defense, not what she wanted to do, but she reacted to a situation yeah. that she felt she had to do something. Um, and they said it was a fight or flight and she decided to fight. Yeah. Um, so she actually shot him in his sleep. Uh, and one of the daughters says, duh, should she have waited until he was beating her, I know. Or strangling right? her again? Of course it was. Right. Him. Yeah. And, it's, and it's interesting too, because as you're saying this, I'm thinking of the fact that like, if say you have an intruder in your home, mm-hmm. right? You have an intruder coming oh, in, yeah. you can legally shoot and kill them and be fine. Sure. But what if the intruder lives in your home already? Yeah. Why is what? Where's the the line of like I'm getting my ass beat for for yeah, this I mean, many years? I think it's a legal system that is structured to benefit men. One hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. It's built that upon yeah. uh, misogyny. Yeah, I mean that's one hundred percent. Yes. Well, and women are supposed to be, or the men are the dominants, and they're the ones that are they're supposed to be taking the lead, and the women just have to just yeah. comply and be yeah. whatever they want, and it's such a fucked up. Which I and, and I'm on the, an advocate as I think that the uh, the female um, gender or you know just just women in general are the dominant species. I think that mm-hmm. that's why men have tried to take so. Much oh yeah, for sure. Them. I mean, yeah. um, because they are. I think that they look at what their bodies. Um, yes, I. It's I yeah, it's insane, yeah. and and men just take advantage of it, and yeah. they have. Fuckers. And it will continue because that's the society we're in. Yep. And we 100%. are men. <laughs> I know. But um yeah, ridiculous. I, mean, so, I can tell you right now, like like women are more in every every aspect possible. I grew up with my my two sisters and my mom. So like yep. seeing them, I'm like, oh my God. Like <laughs> they could do everything I, I could do, but better. Exactly. Like, like they just they're just like better. I'm like, oh yeah. But like I don't take offense. I'm like, that's it's so cool. Like I it's just that. like I know. Yeah. I, I feel like as as a human being supported by women lifts me up beyond oh God, anything yeah. I yeah. ever do on my I mean, own. even I mean, with our just, agency, we yeah. have a team of all women. And it's it not is. because that we didn't have any men that weren't good for the... Actually, no, we didn't have any good men for the role. It was mm-hmm. only women who happened to be good. Yeah. And now that we have a staff of all women, we're like, if we bring on a man, I'm nervous to bring on a man that's yeah. going to have this ego, have this mentality that he's going to come in and tell everybody what to do and make all of this. So it's... Yeah. It's even in the workplace, it, it's it, it's uh, the male dominance can be such an abusive kind of well, situation in there's, general. There's a true, there's a um, male fragility, I think is a very major thing, right? Mm-hmm. People are so um, offended by successful, powerful women. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so And threatened. Yeah. I and even, so uh, and even women that don't hold po- like positions of power, mm-hmm. Like men are still, you know, threatened by them. Yeah, and I, it's, I think and that it's, it, they're sexual objects, which I, yeah. is is like I even as a gay man, a man is not a sexual object to me, right? Yeah. Um, they're, they're just humans with dicks, and I like dicks, but <laughs> you know, like, you do. Very oh my much. god! Oh my god! Do you hear that, <laughs> husband of of his? <laughs> All the dicks. <laughs> Um, he's no, a sleut. I'm not a sleut anymore. I was a sleut. You were a sleut. Um, now I'm. Oh yeah. Oh. Mama had fun. Oh. Sure. <laughs> Mama had fun. Before I met Brandon, yeah, I had a the, a plethora of dicks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, that's why though. I have a back brace. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Um, that TMJ didn't come from anywhere. No. Um, okay. Back to it. So. 
July 2021, Levetta uh, was sentenced eight to 10 years in prison for this involuntary manslaughter, which is like the max, basically. Um, I know. So <laughs> here's what's so annoying. And here's what's interesting Larry's brother, Eugene Langdon, was, was quoted as saying, I know what my brother was like, and he was not a nice person. Mm. He had a dual personality. He had a public personality, and he would make people think he was high, mighty, and a great person. You take him back home, and he was the monster you hear about in your closets. I feel like when you live through years of hell, which Lavetta did, it is very heartbreaking for her to go through more years of hell. Yeah. You have his actual brother. Yeah. Like, that's his brother. Literally saying, he is a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. And, the, and the justice system... <laughs> Still fails. Yep. Again. Okay. You have yeah. all of his immediate family saying, hi, he's an abuser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you don't believe it? No. So her daughter, Linda, um, said, I wish my mom can spend the rest of her, her uh, of the time um, with her family because she deserves it, and that, which I agree with. Uh, her daughter, Laura, said that she has already served her life sentence. To have her spend any more time in jail just doesn't seem right. Um, and then they said, if someone is being abused, I hope they find the courage to ask for help. Um, if they don't, uh, or if they do reach out for help, I hope someone helps. I just want people to reach out and help one another, which I think is a great time for your PSA. Yeah. Um, PSA. I mean, dump his ass, but yes, <laughs> it's, it's hard, so, there's so many layers yeah. to that. Yeah. Um, and I know whenever I speak on it, it's like, Hey, yeah, dump his ass, which is a lot easier said than done. Sure. Right? Yeah, sure. And I want to recognize that, especially in these situations, it's, it's, Something that people have to prepare for, that they a lot of times have to do meticulously. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times um, we we see situations like she had before where she did try to reach out for help yeah. and the system fails. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that it's something that needs to be recognized. And I think that yeah. we have to do better. I don't know how that looks. Yeah. And that's what frustrates me the most. It's like, I don't know... Well, what to do? Like, I don't know. Well, don't, and it's frustrating you know, because yeah. to like a normal person, yeah, we like you wouldn't think of abusing somebody in general. No. So it's like, what do you do in a sense? Because depending on the type of abuse, it could be dangerous to stay. It could be dangerous to leave. And it's kind of up to the person to try to find that support system yeah. to get out of there um, because our justice system doesn't isn't there yeah. for them. It's not going to yeah, help. Yeah, justice system, that's Agreed. that's the thing with the justice system. It still, to this day, mm-hmm. fails. Yeah, it does. Uh, and, yeah. And, and I don't I don't see much happening there with yeah. changing it. And, like, I don't know as a person. I'm like, how? what do I do? I don't know. I need to figure out more way, yeah. around ways that like, me as a person can help yeah. my well, day-to-day. Uh, and, yeah. and I don't know if it's, like, certain, like, helping out women's shelters. Um, I think being present for the humans in our life, particularly um, women um, in our life or, or those who identify as women, um, that being there for them and knowing that we are the safe space to, yeah. be able yeah. to help them get out of something. Yeah. What's difficult for, for Lavetta's case is that, you know, they did try and the yeah. system failed, but she was so controlled. Like she didn't yeah. have access to money. She didn't have access to anything. And so there's a lot of people that are there, in that situation. Yes, yes, there are. So it's like, what can you do to really reach out and, and try to get the help that you can? And I think, unfortunately, people end in this, right, where yeah. they kill their abuser and then their life is taken from them. Yeah. And it was their only option. Yeah. Right? I want to say somewhere I found a statistic where it was like an abnormally large percent of people who have killed their abuser end up in prison. Yeah. Um, 
but yet the person who was the abuser got away with so much and it, mm-hmm. it's for just, years for years yeah yeah it's it's, it's one of those lines when it comes to what we speak on on this podcast where yeah. it's like what where's the line of the okay and not okay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and who is to judge what somebody's experience was to tell them that they did the right or wrong thing when they yeah. thought their yeah. own life was in danger yeah, yeah. right yeah. So, um okay so where it is today. So this was, uh, so as you, <laughs> did you, I you coughed okay and I said, sorry, honey, oh, I'm sorry. What are you choking? Dare you have my own saliva. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was like, he's over here like, what are you choking? I know. He's like, my saliva. I know. It's like, oh, okay. I, was sexual. I, was I know. Like, you nasty he's like, little. <laughs> and he's like, my saliva. Yeah. Right. I'm so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Disgusting. Um, so anyway, if you recall, she uh, was sentenced in July, 2021. So, uh, to eight to 10 years. So fast forward to, um, December, 2023, which just happened. Um, uh, Levetta's lawyer has requested for a commuted sentence. Mm-hmm. And so the pardons board, um, they were, they were holding the hearing, um, and then decided to postpone the hearing. Oh my God. Uh, and so governor Jim Pillen seconded the motion of attorney general, Mike Hilgers mm-hmm. to table the application for Levetta's commutation request. Uh, they agreed that more information would be needed to make a fair and just decision regarding her sentence. So they didn't say no, but they said like, we need a little bit more information. So the pardons uh, board did confirm that they would make a statement during the next hearing before they make a decision. Um, and apparently that, that uh, is supposed to happen sometime in January, 2024 mm. where we're in right now. So in huh. this episode airs on January 30th. So I'm hoping yeah. by our next episode, we might be able Maybe to give a little update. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I did want to share a couple of things because I think this is valuable. So the national resource center on domestic violence, their phone number, uh, 1-800-537-2238. And then of course you can go to, um, uh, nrcdv.org or www.vawnet.org. Uh, but then also the, the national domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-7233 or 1-800-799-SAFE, S-A-F-E. So, and that website is thehotline.org. So, um, anyway. I, yeah, I just, if you're in that situation, I encourage you to mm-hmm. make a plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Reach out to them. Yeah. Yes. Track everything. Make, document everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. that they do to you. Anything that happens. And if you have a cell phone, you know, set up a camera. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Put it somewhere if you, you know. I just like it I realize me. in those moments it's probably not easy, yeah. but yeah. Just shitty, uh, these fucking men, man. Okay. Anyway, so that was that's the story, guys, of <sighs> Lavetta. Poor thing. Langdon. Maybe we can make it. You're never too old to kill his ass. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, oh, there is some one thing that because I did find a lot of these um, quotes uh, via this company called RA Productions. There's actually a video of the story of Lavetta Langdon. Uh, on Facebook. Oh. So, yeah, it's her daughters that are talking about the oh, case, which I thought was really <gasps> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, so um, there was a, a change.org that they had started to uh, get signatures to, like, get her to be submitted for, um, to be commuted. Oh, where can we get that? I would like to, yeah. I mean, can I get, can I, can I sign that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want yeah, to sign I'll put it on to our, um, show, our show notes, notes. Yeah, okay. in the description on YouTube. Okay, yeah. For sure, yeah, because uh, I think it's it's important, and, and this woman does not deserve to be in prison no. um, at all. That that motherfucker deserved what he got, um, and probably more. And uh, I can't believe that it took her that long, you know, as an eighty-year-old woman. Yeah, I feel it, finally. I, well, yeah, but I mean, get it. I mean, yeah, I know. 
I and mean, she clearly did not want to kill him. If she did, no. she would have done it in 1962. Yeah, I'm gonna put all, the, years, all the blame is on him. Yes, yes. it's always yeah. right. It's, it's just it's all. so that these are the moments where like morality and law. Yeah, yeah. I, it just is. It's difficult. Yeah. So well. It's only going to get worse with my episode. Oh, I keep head? doing this. I, I keep hitting my head. I know. On the you just want to keep looking at Luke's gorgeous. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, my big tits. <laughs> and then you're like, gorgeous face. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, big that, tits. That, that, that's that too. I, know. I have that as well. They're just, yeah. mm, they're so big. You have great, luscious breasts. I know. I love mine. I actually love mine. Do you really? Yeah. Her name I is Tina. This mine. is Esmeralda. Tina and Esmeralda. Yeah, yeah. I love it. They're really cute. I don't love mine. What? I know I should. You should. You need to tell. You need to embrace cities. Yeah, they're like no. the, they're like the, the girls are girling. Girls are girling. Boom, boom, boom. I know. Boom, boom, boom. Look at the nips. I know. And my my nips are okay. My nips are always hard. Mine are too. Same with Kevin. What what is that? I mean, I don't I don't mind it, but I'm like, I was sitting in Mexico, and I was like sunbathing. I was like, ah, sunbathing. Like the sun is beaming down. It's like 90 degrees. I'm laying out there, and my nipples are hard as rock. <laughs> in the sun? In the sun. I don't know that that happens. To, maybe it happens to me. I had my like, pierced at one point. Oh. And, and it was amazing. And I had gorgeous little pierced little nippies. But um, I feel like it'd be hard to sleep with those. No, it was per. I mean, well, okay. I don't know that they ever healed in, like, the four years I had them. Oh, uh, my God. They were just very sensitive. And they were so Like, I could, like, you could touch them, and I would immediately be hard. Boom. Oh. Like, it was <laughs> weird. Oh. Yeah. Not now. But um, we were in the shower one day. I know. I'm not used to it being here. Anyway, (laughs) stop ruining my story. I'm sorry. Just kidding. It's okay. Um, No, but I ripped one out with a towel. I I was there and I was like, (gasps) the pain of that like makes me like, the thought of the pain of that makes Uh me like, yeah, it was horrible. And when I pierced them, like your nipples are connected, I think, because I pierced one and this one was like, (laughs) and it was so hard. And like getting it pierced was the, oh my god was the most painful thing ever, but also kind of erotic. It was weird. Um, masochist. I know, but uh, yeah, no ripping that one out, and then this one almost ripped out, and then I just eventually just took it out, um, yeah. which stuck, but stunk. My uh, nipples are not the same though. They're oh, a little really? bit, yeah, they're they're fine, but they're it's because it, they healed and they healed. Yeah, they oh, like crooked. Oh my god, yeah, y- y'all are just it's running it. No, no, but I like, and right, they, he just like. I know. It made fun of me for it. Yes. My nipple kind of looks like <laughs> like a finger nub. Yeah, it's like a like here's your nip, right? Okay. Here's your little nip, and then uh, there's like a little bump and bump on the side from the Okay, ring. so like a little camel action. Yeah, uh, 100%. Just like a camel back. Like yeah. a camel yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like a double hump. Boop, boop. Boop, yeah. Boop, boop. It's interesting. So, they're so now, cute, but now, you know, like anyway. Yeah. I know. Like, say like the Grand Tetons. <laughs> like, I love the Grand Tetons. I know. And do you know do you know that's French for the tit, the tits? I did not know. I that. think that's like I think that's where I, uh, that's what I was told. So <laughs> I don't know though. I'm a man, so don't believe a lot of what I say I know about because we the Grand Tetons. Yeah. Because I heard it once and I'm, I'm going it, with it. I'm running with it. <laughs> oh so God. but I I heard that that came from yeah. I like, didn't know that. that. The, the grand, they said like the, the three tits or something. The three tit which I haven't been to the Grand Tetons in quite a while, but we would go to Yellowstone quite a bit and we would pass through. Yeah, That was my favorite trip I took this past did year. It? Oh yeah, you did go there. I drove from Utah, from Salt Lake City. I got a convertible and I drove <gasps> oh, to, fun. I know, Were you and alone? I drove to Jackson. Yeah, I did it the whole, yeah, it was so Luke, fun. that's amazing. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to yeah. do it. 
I feel like I remember seeing a video of you in Yellowstone, right? Yeah, I didn't go to Yellowstone because I got, I just, I love the Tetons so much. I was just exploring by Jackson. Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole. That's Hall. where you were. Yes. Jackson okay. was, okay. and it was so pretty. I'm going to do it again I've never this been. year. Yeah, it was so, been. I was Jackson like, Hole's gorgeous. pulled over and I was like crying in the, my you? convertible because I was like, I just, I'm like, this is the first time. It was like a turning point in my like breakup. Oh. It was like this first time, like I'm spending time with myself and I'm yeah. actually enjoying. Oh, I and love those that. are really, I think, incredible moments. Well, they're powerful moments. Yeah. yeah. And we're, Brandon and I are a little bit separate. We're not separated, but we're a little <laughs> bit separate right now because I've been in New York and yeah. Brandon's been here. I mean, it's difficult, but there's a, an element of exploring who you are again alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think is healthy. Oh, I, for sure. I do actually think it's yeah. healthy for, for people. Um, and it, it, regardless of if you're in a breakup or, or not, I do think that alone time is. Severely important. So I agree. Yeah. Um, anyway, I wish that Lavetta had alone time. All right. Well, I know. Yeah, not in prison. Abusive. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, not in prison. Um, but anyway. Uh, okay, friends. That was my that was my story. Nice. Lavetta, fuck you, Larry. Lavetta. Yeah. Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> I know. Fuck you, Larry. But also, I do hope that there's a great outcome for Lavetta and, and sending her our love to her daughters. Yes. Um, Seriously. They did not ask us to do this episode. I just found it and felt compelled to to share the story. Yeah. So. I like. I well, just thank got you. Goosebumps again because yeah. it's just. Yeah. I know. Well, love you, Lavetta. Go, girl. I know. We're rooting for you. All right, Brandon. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, slut. Let's do it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so. My story today is on Sarah Gonzalez McClinn. Sarah. Right? So the episode that I titled is A Story Written in Blood. Mm. So, okay. So Sarah Gonzalez McClinn was born July 9th, 1994 in Topeka, Kansas. Topeka, the capital of Kansas. Right. I love that. I don't love any of this, but they're, both of our stories come from like the middle of nowhere, USA, yeah, Nebraska. Texas, or, and Kansas is the worst state to drive through, by the way. It is really, really? It's it is so awful. boring. It's so it boring. Is so boring. Every sign is like, no abortion, and we love Trump, and Jesus saves, and it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. conservative's dream. It is not a gay man's dream. Okay. So, Correct. I, I mean, it's definitely not my dreams. No, no. It's not. On my I don't want to talk list. about my dreams, but. <laughs> It's definitely not that. It's not that. <laughs> last night was. <gasps> well, now you have to tell us about your dream last night. I mean, I I have very vivid dreams. <laughs> I remember all my dreams too. Do, do you really? really? I do. Yeah. What? So I like, love that because I don't. Yeah. I, my and so my dreams and like because I haven't been able to be a little slut recently, mm-hmm. I have, my dreams have been very sexual, hot and heavy. <laughs> very hot. They've been very aggressive. They've been very aggressive. I'm like, oh my God, it's not even a fantasy of mine. Why is this like, I'm like, oh God. Your mind goes crazy when this It does. Yeah, I know. You're like, it's not a fantasy, but maybe it is now. I know. I'm like, like, add it to my fantasy. I'm like, turn all these pages. I'm like, I'm so annoyed. So wait, tell us one, one spicy tidbit from the dream. Just one. Um, I was bent over. (laughs) Luke. I know. Uh, I was over what? A pool table on a yacht. Ooh, and oh. I, but it was weird because I was thinking, on a yacht, I was like, how do you play pool? I right? Doesn't him, the balls look like You know what I said in the dream? I said, why is there a pool table on a yacht? Like, this doesn't make sense. And he's like, your mouth, your, he's like, don't give me that mouth or something. And I was like, I'll give you a mouth. And then it was like, it was so, gr- I was like, oh my God. And then I woke up and I was like, <sighs> like, 
It's like silence. My cat is like licking his leg, like over the top of the air. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, well, my day is getting started. Back to (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I never got my quest, but my dreams are so weird. Like that, like I was the first. I was like, why is there a pool table on a fucking yard? Right, and I like how like you were logical about it too. Not the fact that like I'm gonna go with this. No, why is there a pool table? Yeah, I love your dreams. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're. I mean, if I I should talk about them sometime because. Every single dream, I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I love it. Bug. Yeah. Anyways, go on. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. I was not shooing you. That was a bug. I was like, yeah, he's like, on. stop it already. He's like, next. No, 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 no. <laughs> I honestly didn't even catch that. I don't take on cues very well ever. Um, so you, even if you, you were like, to... move on, I'd be like, why are you waiting at me? Like, You're like, hi. hi. I, we've been together for are you hours trying already. To, like, slap my tit. Like, I don't know what's oh, going yeah. on. Yeah. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Mm. Uh, my God. That was hilarious. Okay. Thank you for sharing that moment. Yes, I love it. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, Bren. Right. Now it feels weird to talk about Sarah being homeschooled as a young child, but she was. Okay. <laughs> Same. As many as many noted, she was pretty sheltered and naive. Um, but growing up, she uh, she had a sister and a disabled younger brother, which she often uh, was in charge of taking care of. Mm. So at a young age, her parents got divorced. And sometime in the process, and I saw this in a few different sources, but I didn't see what age she was and what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But during the process of the getting the divorce, um, a neighbor of theirs um, uh, uh, raped Sarah. I didn't get much information, but she was sexually Sarah. abused when she was really young. So, oh um, But God. in this time, Sarah started to feel very alone and unwanted through her parents' divorce. Um, and she felt very isolated, which in turn caused a lot of tension in her family and tension between her and her parents. Yeah. So um, this tension caused Sarah to act out a little bit. So starting, she started to party and drink, um, and she desperately tried to look for her way out at a really young age. Um, at the age of 14, Sarah got a job at one of the most disgusting pizza places around, CeCe's Pizza. <gasps> okay, wait a second. I don't, I haven't been there in a long time. I hate time. it. It's so gross. I love how you had to ask. <laughs> I did. Add, ask. I you did. had to ask that in there. <laughs> Sorry. Because, well, because. You know what's on my mind. <laughs> Go right, on. <laughs> because. It's where she met the owner of 48-year-old man named Harold, who is a sleazebag. And oh, okay. so I think of like oh. it's a disgusting pizza place. Of course he would own a couple of CeCe's pizzas. Well, I'm gonna it's be so gross. A, don't tell me you like CeCe's. I, I don't, but I do okay. Yes and no. Um, I like their dessert pizza. Oh my god, I was just okay. thinking that. Yeah. The dessert pizza with like the cinnamon, like Yum. the oh my god, uh, literally. But that was about put it in and around yeah. my mouth. Yeah, um, <laughs> I would lick it. I would, I would, I'm insane. Several things. Yeah. Yeah. No, their dessert pizza was always really, really delicious. I went there once and it was like, all the pizza was cold and it was. Cold pizza can slay. But it was. (laughs) I agree with that. It was, I hated it. Okay. Okay. Well, (laughs) I haven't been there in a long time. So maybe we'll we'll give it another try. Maybe we'll do an episode. At a a CC's pizza. (laughs) We'll invite you back. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Let's go to CC's. Season no, because episode. I won't yeah. stop eating. <laughs> like, look, we have to record the episode. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. I love it. So again, this is where she ends up meeting uh, the 48 year old owner, Harold Sasco. Gross. Yeah. From what I've read about Harold, he was a, d- d- the definition of a creep. He presented himself as a devout Christian. Nope, nope, oh, nope, my nope. God. There it is. I know. There it is. Oh my God, I'm so yep. shocked. And, oh, yes. and uh, was known to tell people um, at the restaurant to only hire young, attractive girls. 
Okay. So wait, this is this was an owner of a CC's pizza. Yes, he owned two CC's pizzas uh, for that I saw. So and he was a lovely, devout Christian man that said only hire yes. little. Yeah, and I also girls, yeah. and right. I also saw that he was a partier, and his house was always stocked with alcohol, weed, cocaine, and ecstasy. Yeah, sounds very Christian. It did say the occasional cocaine and ecstasy. Mm. But very Christian. The Amen, oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Here's my Jesus ecstasy. Approved. Jesus. Yeah. Approved. So, <laughs> after some time, Sarah and Harold got pretty close. So close, she thought of him as a parental figure. And she even called him dad occasionally, and he would call her his daughter. Oh. Which, again, at this time, she is 14, he's 48, oh. something like that. So, okay. Um, okay. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. throughout the next couple of years, uh, Sarah moved on to other jobs, but they always stayed in touch, and their relationship kind of grew. By the age of 15, Sarah was again violently assaulted by a family friend. Yeah, she had to really, she oh had a pretty God. hard childhood. Um, this attack ended up leaving Sarah with severe PTSD, which caused her to have flashbacks and nightmares. I mean, in this attack, Sarah was pushed onto a coffee table, which then broke the coffee table, and she was burned with cigarettes and eventually raped. Jesus. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. This is the story is pretty rough. So, the unfortunate this unfortunate event caused Sarah to become suicidal, suicidal, yeah. um, which um, ended. And ended up being she ended up being hospitalized for a short period. Which of time. there are some statistics out there that um, equate some like pretty severe um, uh, early age child abuse and sexual abuse with suicidal ideation. Yeah, um, and so it is pretty common. It is. Yeah, that, that is something that yeah. Which yeah. of course. So at the age of seventeen, Sarah was able to actually graduate early from Topeka High School. Mm. Um, and she needed to find out where her next move was going to be since she wanted to get away from her family. Yeah. So thinking about who she knew, she knew she got in contact with Harold. Um, and he offered her to move into his apartment. And he said that oh. he would take care of her. Oh, God. Yeah. He said he would show her a better life oh. um, and pay for her to go to college. Um, at this time, she was 17 and he was 50. And I bet you one of the, wow. I bet yeah. you one of the first things he was like, you know, except Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. her mother obviously um, tried to contest her living there, mm-hmm. um, which uh, only caused some more strain mm-hmm. on their relationship. Her mother was even quoted it saying, um, "She'd say he's a Christian man. He prayed on that whole Christian thing with her. Yep. He wanted to rescue her from her broken home." Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and then uh, Sarah is also quoted. Um, in a Kansas Reflector article to even say, when I moved into the house, I had no idea what was in store for me. I truly did think of him as a father figure to me. I had no idea. So at first, it was your typical roommate situation. Sarah paid rent, bought her own food, and things were pretty equal. But after some time, he started to get a little controlling and tried to gain control of almost everything Sarah did. Mm. Eventually, after six months, Sarah turned 18, and Harold uh, started to get a bit creepy. He would... um, often tried to get her to drink, smoke, and partake in other party drugs. Um, he even told Sarah that he loved her and he wanted to be with her. Oh, no. In, in oh, her no. words, she tried to, she, she shut it down, but Harold um, uh, didn't stop, and he kept going. So Harold loved the feeling. Um, he loved the feeling of feeling like he had power over Sarah. Gross. He even started to write down everything that he had bought and spent on her. Um, since she had moved in and presented her a tab of what she owed him. He told her that uh, she wouldn't be able to leave his home until she paid him back for everything. Yeah. What? So it's this idea of making her feel trapped. 
That's and she's very young. She doesn't understand all of this. So he threatened her with legal action um, and po- the possibility of homelessness, and she believed him. So he's grooming. He's making her yeah. feel like she can't yeah. leave. She well, he's is gaslighting. Stuck. He's yeah. manipulating. He's controlling. And yeah. he had been grooming since they met when she was what, 14. 14, yeah. yeah. So um, at this time, Sarah was working at Bed Bath & Beyond, and she only made minimum wage. So hearing this made her feel like she could never leave. Uh, she wouldn't be able to ever pay him back, even though she was um, giving him all of his money, all of her money at this point. So he was, she was basically giving him her paycheck um, every, every week. So um, eventually Harold um, started to demand sex from her to continue to live there. Um, Being at such a young age in her past traumas, Sarah complied, although she is quoted to say, "Um, I was very crushed the first time this happened and I felt completely helpless at this point. Did he know about her previous experiences with rape? And all yes. That? Well, because he said, because uh, at the rape when she was 15, um, she told him about that. And that's why he said he would protect her. Yeah. Come move in with me. I'll protect you. Yeah. When really he was like, mm, my yes. next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So every time um, Harold would assault her, uh, she would get drunk and high just to get through the trauma of it. Mm. Harold also... Um, um, yeah, Harold also started to get on her about her appearance. First, it started with her nose. He thought she needed a nose job. Um, and so he made her get a nose job and he paid for it. Oh my God. The $6,000 bill was then added to her tab. I was going to say, then he probably added it to her fucking yep. tab. Yep. Then oh um, he God. went um, uh, Then he went for her figure, her actual, like, the figure of her body. He thought she was not curvy enough. And he wanted her to be a curvier Barbie and he even told her that no man would find her attractive because of her breasts, because her breasts were not big enough and her <sighs> butt was not big enough. I bet all this time he looked like the bottom of my shoe. One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, fucking shitbag. Yeah. So fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> right. So at the <laughs> at the trial, she testified uh, in saying, "I think more than anything, he made me feel he owned me." I was a toy uh, to him like his personal Barbie doll. That's what he tried to make me. And that's 100% what he was yeah. doing purposely. Yeah. yeah, so he told her he wanted her to get a boob, her boobs done. Um, and luckily, when they went to the doctor, uh, the doctor said that she was too young. However, the doctor ended up giving her butt implants instead. Oh, okay. Because apparently, she was not too young to get her butt I'm sorry, implants what? done. Yeah. Wait, did she get like a BBL? Uh, essentially, yeah. What's, because what is, I heard a BBL Brazilian is like butt lift. Oh, just as it's it's just as like risky as having open heart surgery. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Like it has the same like risks at, at, aversion. I don't know. Yeah. Like, That's yeah. terrifying. So wow. um, obviously Sarah objected to it. Um, she didn't want it, but it didn't matter. So that ten thousand per that ten thousand dollar procedure was also added to oh, her bill. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, wow. Um, as time went on, um, it's estimated that Harold would end up sexually assaulting Sarah roughly two to three times a week for the next ten months. Sarah. Yeah. Over some time, uh, Sarah started to snap, and I think to me, like it makes total fucking sense that she would snap. Yeah. Um, her demeanor started to change and her thoughts started to get darker. The drugs and alcohol paired with the prescription painkiller she was taking uh, for the surgeries didn't help either. And it only exacerbated uh, her past and her current PTSD. All building onto her trauma. So it's just adding layers layers and layers. Um, So she was even quoted at trial saying, I had violent thoughts for two years and they progressed, I guess. They just became really intense. 
Um, I've not been in a good place. It's it's like really hard to explain. Little things make me turn and see red almost. Mm-hmm. So her traumas, and it's just he's just adding to it well, and he's adding to it. Perpetuating the is. trauma, like he's continuously building upon and regenerating trauma. Yeah, like he. Oh my god. Yeah. I hope he gets really fucked up. Yeah. Anyway. So. We'll get there. Um, one yeah. troubling thing that I saw in this process is, and I saw this, and I have this in here, is the the per, uh, that one person came out to say, okay, so let me mm-hmm. scratch that. Let me do that over. So one troubling thing I saw, I saw in a couple different sources, and it was listed as different people who had talked about this. But after I read a little bit more and after I started writing my notes, it was... This happened to multiple people because this happened a couple different times. So this next little bit happened a few times. So this one trouble thing is that uh, one person came out and said before the murder that they were at Harold's house and they had opened up the refrigerator to see a skinned rabbit in a bowl. Yeah. And it was a rabbit that Sarah had purchased from a pet store. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, Yes. Uh, And she didn't like get it like because... You can eat rabbit. Rabbit is whatever. But you don't go to a pet store to get a, a, no. a whatever rabbit. So it was a rabbit that Sarah purchased from a store that she used a knife to, to kill and skin the animal. The same person said that Sarah pulled the fur out of the trash and explained how she did it, how she stuck the knife through the rabbit's neck and explained that she wanted to learn how to self-survive um, and that uh, the carcass was now in the refrigerator marinating for dinner. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's a lot right there. Okay. Right? okay that's, yeah. Self-survival. Um, she's trying to say that, okay, well, it's in there for, for dinner, but I want to learn self-survivor, self-surviving skills. In, in my mind, it's like she's preparing to like live in the wilderness yes. or something. Like uh, yeah. She's going to run away. Yeah. And then, I also was kind of shocked. I thought you were going to tell me that Harold did that. I know, me too. And, no. And then you were like, Sarah. Sarah did. And I was like, oh. It was Sarah because, again, she's starting to snap. All of these yeah. things are happening in her emotions sure, and sure. all of these different yeah. things are yeah. happening and yeah. she's yeah. trying to just figure out how to survive. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, to me, when I read the survival skills, is she's trying to protect herself because she sure. thinks something bad's going to happen. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, Sarah was physically and mentally abused and, um, thought to be, uh, in, and she thought to be financially stuck with a manip- manipulative man who is constantly telling her that nobody would want her, not even her family. So two days before the murder, Sarah ended up texting her sister saying, I'm starting to realize I don't want, the, uh, want the dream. Everyone wants for me. I don't want the American dream. I want real freedom and I know how to get it and I have to give up a lot. I feel like a caged animal, mm-hmm. which that's heartbreaking. Just yeah. even knowing what's happening next, it's heartbreaking to just know like, what she was, was going like through. It was like she was the perfect victim for Harold. Yes. She just was. It's yeah. just fucked up. And he knew when he preyed on it. Yeah. Um, so on the night of January 14th, 2014, Sarah officially snapped. Snapped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my favorite so, show. Yeah. Harold had just returned from home from work. He decided to go work on his speaker system and he asked Sarah to bring him a beer and he, and keep bringing him beers whenever he asked, which was, I think just something that just, he always said whatever he wanted. She was gross. Fuck you, Harold. Yeah. Fuck you, Harold. And Larry. Yeah. Larry. Larry. No, Larry. No, Larry. Not Harold. Larry. We like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is there a version of Harold that we like? No. No. Yeah. (laughs) No. Harold. No. This is actually... The second Harold I've done a story on, but the you first have, Harold was yeah. the murderer. This one's an abuser. So fuck yeah. all Harolds. Yeah. Yeah. So as Harold drank his um, his beers, he got to his fourth, his fourth beer he was drinking. What he didn't know was Sarah um, ended up 
crushing some of the ambient pills she had hiding from him and poured it into the can, which she did on the fourth can because she was worried he would taste it in his beer if he was not already intoxicated. Well, that was smart. Which to me, I read this and I was like, fuck yes, Sarah. Oh my God, Sarah. Like, I know. Damn. Like, I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after a few more beers and five pills total, Harold ended up Fine. passing out on the floor and taking um and taking her chance, she quickly grabbed zip ties and bound his wrists together. Oh shit. Yeah. So I have in here, and this is where I'm gonna call a trigger warning. If you don't like to hear violent acts, just skip just skip a little but bit. But let's be I mean, honest. If you're listening but, to this podcast, I know, I was gonna you'll say, want like, to hear this. There might need to be a trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> a little bit of it too. I know, I know. But I also right. think that everyone's gonna be like, yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah, for the next yeah. part. Okay. Yeah. So okay. um so then Sarah decided to grab the same hunting knife, um, oh which she was already familiar with because of killing rabbits. Oh, um and looked for the his pulse on his neck. And then with precision, because what I didn't add in here, a couple days before um, the murder, uh, they found records of her looking up um, like soft spots on her neck, on her online. Uh, So she violently stabbed Harold in his carotid artery. She then grabbed his head, kept it in place as she took the knife and slashed his neck with a sawing motion going side to side. By the time Sarah stopped, she nearly decapitated him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Okay, is it really bad that my mind is going to, you should have let him wake up and then done it? Well, there was because a... he was just asleep. There was no, one note that I saw something that he was, like, groggy still. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so okay. as she got up um, to She's, go to the sink to clean off the blood, she stopped for a moment to write the words freedom on the walls with his blood. Oh. So a story written in blood. Because that's all she wanted. It's a great title. She wanted her freedom. So from here, uh, Sarah started to figure out what her next move was. She um, hopped in the shower to wash off the blood, called into work and let them know that she would not be in for a few days because of a death in the family. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh. Right. She packed her bags, grabbed her dog, Oliver, who is a a big black lab, which I haven't mentioned, which I didn't see in the notes until this point anyways. Um, she jumped into Harold's 2008 Nissan Altima and drove off into the distance, conveniently leaving her phone behind so no one could track her. Damn, Sarah was kind of smart. Right? So on January 17th, uh, the people at CC's Pizza started to get worried because Harold hadn't shown up for a few days, so they called the police, who then headed to Harold's house. After knocking and no one answered, the police officer tried to peer into the window, and that's when he saw the body of Harold laying in a pool of his own blood. Hmm. Um, quickly Sarah had become a suspect um, and they marked her off as a missing person because she was missing at that time Um, and so uh, once leaving Topeka after the murder Sarah headed south to Texas being that she was so young and didn't have much money she stayed most nights in her car um, in various rest stops being that it was January and cold she decided when she got to Texas that she wanted to head to Florida because you know everything ends in Florida Yeah. Um, Yeah. knowing um, that she would eventually get caught she thought it would be nice to go see the ocean Um, and there was also a tattoo artist that Sarah really liked and she wanted to get some ink Wow. Right. (laughs) Which I thought that was a weird ad, but that is, I mean, and I almost didn't add it in here, but I thought it was a little relevant. I want to know what she got. Yeah. Yeah, So she made it to Florida to see um, the tattoo tattoo artist, James Baker, where she spent uh, $200 on a quote that she got on her rib cage. And it was a quote from the 1992 murder mystery novel. I is for innocent by Sue Grafton. And the quote was beware the dark pool at the bottom of our hearts. 
In its icy black depths dwell strange and twisted creatures. It is best not to disturb. Wow. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Right? Yeah, I and I too. saw that like, and I was like, I'm going to add that because that's fucking poetic. I know. Right? But like, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. But like, ooh, yeah. it's really actually kind of scary. Right? I know. So on January 25th at 10.30 p.m., 11 days after the murder, a police officer came upon a stolen car in the Everglades National Park. So if you don't know Florida, Everglades National Park is at like the bottom of Florida. So yeah, she drove yeah, very fucking through. far yeah, yeah. in that 11 days. Um, so waking up, um, he noticed a woman or walking up. He noticed a woman sleeping, knocking, waking her up. He saw Sarah sleeping next to a loaded gun. Inside the car, the police also discovered $2,399 in cash, two guns, an axe, Two knives, oh. one being a blood-stained murder weapon. Oh, my God. She kept she it. Said, she she kept did. That shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when Sarah started to be interrogated, she initially told de- detectives that she just didn't feel anything when she when all of that happened. Um, but then she changed to say that when she saw Harold died, that everything was screaming at her. Oh. Right? Um, so she admitted to the police um, that she wanted to see someone die. And when, uh, and she wanted to see what it felt like to kill someone, <clears throat> but with the idea that um, she, the emotionally, physically, mentally drained, she's speaking and she's saying these things that she might not necessarily be saying, but she's coming off of being drugged and all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm sure, like I'm sure, oh, true, the like, news or other all people the drugs, went crazy all, like, with yeah. that. I didn't even think about that. Like yeah. coming off of because he oh, drugged her up, like, uh-huh. all this stuff. Yeah, and if she's going off of those, like yeah, but all that so, trauma, I'm sure, yeah. it sparks yeah. some sort of this mental illness. Thing. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you said stuff about the media because my next line is and. When the media heard about this, they went wild, which is really unfortunate because articles and reports were coming about out about this femme fatale that lured a man to his death and the idea that she was sexually and mentally abused when ignored, even though yeah, it was obvious course, with their 33-year age gap that there was more to 33 it. 33-year age yeah. gap. So ew, ew. Um, the prosecution also played this up as well. Um, and... There's no trigger warning here, but it will piss you off. This, just, The rest of this pissed me off. So before the trial in 2015, they met with um, the prosecution and the defense met with the trial judge in a closed-door meeting. In this meeting, uh, the prosecution argued that um, any communication about the alleged abuse would be inappropriate uh, for the jury to hear. What? Yeah, according to the transcripts of the meeting, um, they said to the judge that the details of those allegations would not appear proper in front of the jury during the guilty phase of the trial because they would simply, they would be simply information. It would be simply information that would be used to create sympathy for the defendant. Okay, well, uh, it's no true. fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> yeah. hello. It's yeah. true. Like, what, like, yeah, yeah. It this pissed me off, and they continued saying that the abuse was ill, ir, irrelevant information, it, irrelevant, irrelevant. Okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I fuck up so much. <laughs> I'm like irrelevant. I know. Even as I'm saying it, I'm like, that's not how you say the word. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon is so cute on, on this podcast because he uh, mispronounces. So I'm so dyslexic, and it's just adorable. Yeah, his dyslexia yeah. kicks in. <laughs> so they also said how the abuse, if made public that the media outlets would write about it, which would sway jurors when they were um, away from court. So I'm s- people need the full picture. I know. Yeah, like, entire- So how are you supposed to try somebody and not give all the information? Exactly. Because and this wanna, is also- Because they want, they want to win. Exactly. It's not this, about helping. Exactly. And this right. is also 
why the judicial system is so fucking flawed so because flawed. this should not be possible because no. eventually the judge agreed oh, and the abuse God. was not presented at the trial which is obviously very fucked up. What the hell? Yeah. So you basically like that. That was like like yeah. putting the nail in the coffin. It's basically the, saying that she's yeah, just a murderer. That she did it just for no fucking reason. Yeah. In a jury that doesn't and, get the full. And scope the, you know they're gonna, gonna take that what what she told the police. I just wanted to see someone die, like or mur- like yeah. I just want to see what yeah. it's like to murder. Someone. You the know they're gonna use that. Yeah. But they can't use they can't everything use before that, that like yeah. led her up to this. Yeah. And oh my god. And it's sad too because once once Sarah knew that um that this happened, she was quoted in saying. I never had this mentality of I'm just going to get out scot free. That's not that's what I'm fighting for. That's that's what I want. Um, but I did always want was um, a. F- she wanted what was fair. Yeah, right? she said. Yeah. But I did always want what was fair. If you don't say everything that happened, how can somebody decide what's fair? Exactly. Yeah. So during the trial, uh, Sarah's defense team stressed that Sarah suffered from disassociative identity disorder, which yeah. is yeah. N- which is what we call now call multiple personality disorder, which made it impossible for her, uh, the murder to be premeditated. But I feel like that probably, because that's what they were able to use, that probably aided in um, not sympathy for her. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, however, the prosecution came back at them saying uh, that it was all um, exaggerating symptoms of mental illness. Um, so on December 2020, uh, the case finally came to a close when Sarah, well, I should, probably shouldn't say that because it didn't come to a close, but... Sarah was found guilty um, in the district judge Paula Martin sentenced Sarah to a hard 50 sentence. So, a hard 50 is where it's a life sentence with a mandatory 50 years before she would ever be eligible for for parole, making her around 70 years old by the time she would be able to potentially be released. Mm. So, but it's not, but it's not over. because after the trial, Sarah appealed the sentence on the grounds that she had ineffective counsel, being that um, he couldn't actually defend her um, if she was if he wasn't able to get them to show all of the evidence. Yeah, yeah. and there were some other things that her ju- her her judge her defense team did that was really shitty. So, at the same time, advocates of Sarah's uh, were able to uncover more evidence that was not presented to the jury. Um, and not investigated um, to try to get the governor to grant her clemency. Okay, so at this time, um, it was found that Harold was even more of a dirtbag than we already thought. So Mm -hmm. the the group um, in this search found that um, they found evidence of Harold grooming Sarah since she was 14. Mm -hmm. Um, Harold downloaded hundreds of violent porn on his phone. (gasps) Of course he did. He had visited multiple porn sites that invu- that featured children, teens, and bestiality, Ugh. which is real great. Um, he visited he visited websites that also featured men men fondling or having sex with women who appeared to be sleeping. Oh my god! Oh my god! What a and, creep! Yeah, and they also found in confidential uh, reports that the police uncovered the fact that Harold was in the process of grooming two sixteen-year-old twins before he oh. died. He would give them cash, buy them. Uh, gas, clothes, and weed, and more. Yeah, oh the police uh, discovered that. Ale- yeah, from what I saw, they had, and it wasn't oh a closure it wasn't a, a report. Oh, yeah, and so all of this, this paired with the other abuse in the the sexual assault with mm-hmm. Sarah was all blocked from the jury. So, um, in May of 2021, the Douglas County District Attorney reviewed the evidence. Um, and was surprised that it was dismissed in court and ended up resentencing Sarah to a hard 25. 
Um, however, the length of her term will still ultimately be determined by the parole board, which will at least get to sit in front of 25 years sooner than she would so have before. So they didn't do a retrial. Well, no, they did. They had um, uh, this this uh, district uh, uh, attorney had the both parties, uh, her new defense attorney, because she got a new defense attorney okay. and the prosecution come together. Um, and they, it was a bunch of legal jargon that I couldn't really understand and I didn't yeah. want to misinterpret it. Yeah. Um, but it ended up with them agreeing to um, re-sentencing her to the hard 25. So now she has a maximum of 25 years um, in prison. And but she's been serving since 2014. Um, since, well, she, yes. Yeah. Uh, essentially, Do they, yes. like, retro? I believe they do. I think okay. they backed it. Yeah, like, back to be like, okay, well, you've, like, because sometimes people she's get already off served. on time served. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, she's already served. So, served but like, almost 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the story of Sarah Gonzalez McClinton. Sarah, I'm sorry. So fuck you, Harold. You deserved yeah, fuck it. Fuck you, Harold. Yeah. You nasty um, bitch. Yeah. Shit. But see, there was another situation of somebody who could not get out of. Yeah, like yeah, she, she didn't see any other way, and she was yeah. so young. Yeah. yeah, she was so young, so young, like, and she didn't know better. No. Right. So if somebody's threatening you with legal action and this and that, and saying, "Oh, here's your tab. You have to pay me, or I will take you to to it's court." Scary. And she, she and you she don't feels know. like an animal in a cage. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. and when you put an animal in a cage and you're threatening, like, yeah. what are they going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it. Yeah. It's all these are, these are so difficult things. It's just all too. unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, and like of course again the justice system failed once again. Mm -hmm. Shocker. Because <laughs> they didn't present all the like facts. They should yeah. have had the like, full yeah. you get the full picture of yeah. who this yeah. I, I'm sorry, well, it's it's relevant. Yeah, like, yeah why get, did she do this? What you, yeah. what provoked her to do it? Well, and it's not like she just was born or bred into being a murderer. She she went through traumatic experience after traumatic experience in her PTSD went undiagnosed yeah. and she well, which somebody leveraged to continue re-traumatizing. Yeah. I mean yeah. that's exactly and, what, what he was doing. And I'm not saying she doesn't need to have like doesn't there doesn't need to be some intervention of some type that, that she needed help. Yeah. Sure. But that's what she needed help. She like, did. Yeah. Like yeah. and she needed sending, somebody to support her. Sending her to prison for twenty five hard years is not always the solution. Like no. maybe um actually helping yeah, yeah. and maybe ultimately actually, she killed someone yeah which would, yeah. yeah so i do do i think that there's some sort of repercussions for that yeah but but like but they, they didn't get the full no scope. and like no. that for them to even like for her like to get help in the sense too with like her mental well-being yeah. yeah like you know that's not probably happening in in the prison she's yeah. in right yeah, now totally. well in, effectively yeah least, in the maybe. what i think is super shitty too is that depending on the parole board she might not get granted release, right? Yeah. And, and, and what if it's a bunch of men that are misogynistic and feel the same way as yeah. Harold did, right? Where like, is she yeah. in jail? Um, I, ooh, I believe oh, she Florida, she's, or is she in? I believe she's in Kansas, but I'd have to double check. Yeah, see, uh -huh. but but they're in states that don't. Favor. I think they're in Douglas County, which is in Topeka, in that area. Yeah, I okay, believe. So you're in, yeah, yeah, because essentially the murder happened in Kansas. Yeah, they would yeah. be extradited her back. Yeah, yeah um, to, to to there. Wow. Well, that's. It's like I yeah. just, it just, it's unfortunate that we don't have a system that wants to actually help. Yeah, it doesn't. It. I think that there's more to be gained in prosecution yeah. than there is into. Yeah, I. That, I mean, I think that that's why they they really start to try to build cases on circumstantial evidence, where you're like, <laughs> Are you sure this is the person? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's it's much easier to like hone in and, and win 
than it is to like let's actually find the true yeah let's, let's find the let's truth find the truth like yeah and do what's right yeah like, well and, and the prosecutors to go to the judge and and to be like all of this these alleged and they found so much evidence it's like yeah. why would you exclude that why would that you, doesn't i know exactly the full scope it doesn't and yeah yeah and it shouldn't be it, it's just gross because the legal world their job is to make sure that their client gets the best outcome, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. so for the prosecutors, it's they don't care about what, who he was or what he did. Yeah. They just want to win the case. Yeah. They don't really care about what she went through, what anything. And to me, defense attorneys are really shitty. Or criminally defense, criminal defense yeah. attorneys are just shitty. And I know we know a few, and yeah. it's it just sucks because your job is to make the person who went through the worst experiences of their life pay for things that they shouldn't necessarily have to pay for. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's awful. Poor Sarah. Yeah. Oh my God. But Harold, um, I'm sorry. He deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really feel bad for him. Never trust No, I don't. Or Larry. I don't feel bad. I mean, I, no. honestly, yeah, fuck Larry. And but also <laughs> Harold she too. Like, technically saved, Sarah saved those other two girls who was growing. <gasps> oh, oh yeah. Didn't even, you know what? Yeah. Essentially, right. Yeah. right? Like they didn't experience what she experienced because she killed him yeah so and he would have and the crazy thing is he would have gone after he would have discarded her like yeah like trash. that's probably why he was grooming i know two young girls and he was grooming yeah. his next two yeah and it wouldn't have even those type of people it wouldn't have even like affected no. him he no. would just move on yep to the next one yep you exactly. ruin somebody's life mm -hmm. and then oh, on to the next one right. to bring yeah. some more people yeah. like that's Fuck what her. is like that's just sick yeah. It's yeah. so sick. Wow. Yeah. Men Brandon. are gross. I that agree. Was, that yeah. was true. Yeah. Oh, my God. I told you that one had a little, some layers. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon's like I mean, both of these like, were, like, very, like, whoa. Yeah, I agree. Oh, my God. Well, um, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. There we go. Well, that's a wrap. Luke. Yes, oh. Thank you so much for coming and joining yeah. us today. Of course. I know. Thank you. How do you, you feel? Um, I just, I feel, <laughs> I feel bad. Honestly, <laughs> sorry uh, to leave you. No, I honestly just awful. feel so bad because I know there's people that are going through situations like this right now. Oh, one hundred percent. And yeah. and I, for one, I mean, of course, I can talk about dumping, dumping his ass, mm -hmm. and, yeah, and doing what's best for you. But I just know some people feel so stuck, and so if you ever feel stuck, just know that like you do have people that care for you, yeah. um, and that people and, will believe you. Yeah, people, and yeah. and there's people that want to help, and. And I really hope that I don't know. Yeah, I can I figure out a way to help more from my end. And yeah. I think that's something now that like I I, I need to figure out how. I agree. Yeah. Well, I but I do think that um, to give you to shoot some love your way, you I think have impacted people just on your platform. Thank you. Um, in the community that you have, uh, more than you'll probably ever know. I think that yeah. that, that happens when you become, you know, um, at a at a certain level, and and certainly where you're at, I think that you have absolutely. Um, motivated people through your through your comedic, <laughs> um, you know, approach, but also through your raw approach. Thank you uh, to to um, figure out how to to do that. So I think you're already yep. doing quite a bit um, in general. But yeah, whatever, God, whatever we could do, I think that what we have to do is love hard, yeah, um, and love our friends hard, and be there for them, and believe them, and offer whatever support that we can to help get them out of a situation. Yeah. Um, and that that's what we can do. And, and it's, it's hard. I think that you also have to identify, you know, when people change, mm -hmm. there's a reason someone's changing. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if, yeah. if you notice something different in a friend or a family member and you know, something's off, like, yeah, I 
encouraged to let them know that you're there. Ask questions. Yeah. Like, like for me, like all my friends, I hope they know that like I am a safe place of yes. solitude. Yeah. 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 So if you ever needed anything, like call me. Like I'm, yeah. first yeah. of all, I keep my mouth <laughs> shut, <laughs> but I also am like a place that you can come to. Like yeah. you, if you need a place to stay, I'm, I want to be that person. Um, or, I'll call you. Yeah. You're my well, I, I don't like what's going on. I'm here? not doing anything. <laughs> like, sorry, <laughs> I'm not abusing him. I swear. I know. I just like looked at like unless he asks for it. Oh, <laughs> oh? I'm just kidding, kind of. Okay. <laughs> He's kind like, of. I love. How he goes, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, anyways, that's oh. fine. Oh, no. And I also love because my parents secrets. listen to this. They totally oh, they listen oh. to this. I love that. That's no. so sweet. I taught them what a rem job was. Not like showed them, but no. like okay, wait, wait, okay. <laughs> He's like, okay, then you. He's like, you take the cheat. <laughs> no, I we were, um, no, we were at this uh, restaurant, um, Sex on the Beach. Is that what it's called? No, it's or better no. than sex. Better than sex. It's oh, a dessert, dessert restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, um, in, in Key, West, Key West, and they ordered some. It was a drink cheese. that was called a rim job because yeah. it had chocolate on the wine glass. Yeah. Stop it. And they <laughs> were like, uh, I was like, you guys know what a rim job is, and, and they were like, yeah, yeah, there's like chocolate on the rim, and I was like. He's like, let me let tell, me tell you. you about that. And it was hilarious. It was I amazing. Love to, I love to push Brandon's parents into like these kind of uncomfortable zones yeah. because they like grow and they're just, they're, they're great humans. And I feel like they're very different people from when I met them. Yeah. For who they and are And they now. love it. They, yeah. they love how like out of the box you are with them. Out of the yeah, box. So out of the box. <laughs> I, I mean, even we've, we've been to Iceland with them. We're like in the car and I'm like, guys, let's play Never Have I Ever. Oh, Oh god! And we got some juice. We did get some. Oh, mom. really? And I was like, "You did what on the car hood with a police officer?" Oh, uh, I know. She's probably gonna hate me for saying that now, but it was amazing. I'm like, <laughs> "Live your life." I know, yeah. right? Like, and that's why, like, people judge uh, way too yeah, much. I know. Like, come on, yeah, hey. because we're all doing. You know, everyone's doing. <laughs> everyone's doing shit. Like, everyone's doing. We shit are, yeah, and, and, and we're all experiencing life. You know, like. I, we were even talking and, and it was with our team, I think. And I was like, have you ever been like wiping your ass and your finger slips? And you're like, well, I just scooped shit out of my <laughs> asshole. Yeah. People are like, what? And I'm right. like, all of us it's, have done that. I know. That. Such like, an unfortunate event, but I'd rather is. do that than put a Q-tip in my butthole. Yeah, that was so. not fun. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have to do it every three months. So. <laughs> okay. I had difficulty finding my asshole to put the Q-tip in, but I had to pull up my camera, bend Stop. down to look at my asshole to put it in. I also love if you, you did not listen to the episode prior to this. Oh. Pause and go listen to that episode beginning just so we know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not just putting shit in my ass. Yeah, you and this mic. Um but yeah, no, <laughs> I, it was it was difficult. I mean, do you I had like I mean I just kinda like was like, Oh, there it is. <laughs> Like, I was. Like, I mean, it wasn't that difficult. I kept poking, and I just wasn't my, my, finding. My hole was like, "Hey, baby, what is oh, this?" Are we, are we, yeah, like, I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Brandon, so like, much. welcome in. Oh my god, I've been waiting for you. Wait, welcome to my crib. <laughs> what is this? Wow. Wait, this Mine is not what not. I was thinking was going to come in here. But oh. do you guys remember that little that video of like that that pink? Um, um, I don't. It's like a gummy, and it's and oh. she's like hopping around. She's oh yeah, like, the gummy, oh, gummy bear. But oh, she hits the bear trap, bear. and she's like, ah! yeah, that was my asshole. I oh, love the, the like in unison ski- scream. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> it's like you Are pitched you, perfectly. Yeah. I think good. what was that? What was that? Oh, was that on? Um, was that like a, it was like something under swim. It must have been. But it was so goddamn funny. Robot chicken or something? Oh yeah, it might have been robot chicken. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't handle that shit. No. Every time, like the scream alone, I know. can't do it. 
And for some reason, people screaming make me laugh a lot. Oh. Not in like terror, like yeah. someone's being murdered, clearly. But <laughs> if they're like scared from like being scared, oh, yeah. just like I jump can't. scare. I think that the jump algorithm scares. on TikTok knows that because I get a lot of those like, yeah, like scare videos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are also the type that if, say, we're home. Not scary sober and stoned. We'll just like put YouTube on and watch fail videos. Oh my god, it's so oh, fun. fun. And yeah. it's so much fun. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are fun. It's so interesting. God. I yeah. Know. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Well, this was really fun. Yes. I'm glad that you joined us. Thank, Thank you for doing you. that. Luke, how can people find you? Yeah. Um. I'm on all social media channels at Luke, which is O U K E, <laughs> and Franchina, and that's spelled like Fran and then China. <laughs> Mm. And um, um, on all platforms, yeah, yeah. And if you don't know um, who Luke is, which I probably doubt, but if you don't, there are two iconic things that you do on your. Yeah. Well, more than that, but hi, bestie. Yes, <laughs> hi, bestie, and dump his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Making then, sure that you know you're loved um, and that you're supported. Yeah. Um, through every stage of your life too and his yeah. channel is fucking amazing and hilarious and yeah we love <laughs> yeah it. and i like to just kind of give story times with my I, my life can gets weird it's i mean fun. all of our I lives are that. weird right but i feel like people don't talk about it i right? agree like, i'm gonna talk about my weird shit yep. like i don't care that's why like, we talked about our butthole moment sticking yeah we gotta do it also we had never done it before so we're just gonna highlight that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, no, I'm really glad that you joined us. Thank yeah, you I appreciate you having yeah. me. And it's great. Uh, we did not say uh, so. If if you follow us, please go. <clears throat> if you don't follow us, please go follow us and subscribe to YouTube. But then also rate and review. Yes, um, right. we're yeah mostly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify because yes, those matter. Um, <laughs> and if not, yeah, bye. <laughs> But uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah. And Luke, thanks for joining us. Yes. Thanks for me. Can you send us out with your incredible laugh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great Go. day. Bye. <laughs>